Hello folks, welcome to another exciting episode of Health Tech Innovation 2024-25. I'm your host, Arvind Sareen, CEO and Chairman of Copper Digital. Today, we have the privilege of hosting a fantastic guest whose impact on the healthcare sector extends far beyond traditional boundaries. She was a practicing dentist who turned to a product and growth leader at teledentistry.com, a health tech startup that provides online dental consultations and services. With an MBA from Liverpool University and six plus years of experience in healthcare, she specializes in driving innovation and delivering exceptional products that meet customer needs and market demands. A very warm welcome. Welcome, Dr. Mamta Kodwani. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I I cannot wait to start this. It's Wonderful. Easy. We were also super excited because you're one of our uh, guests who has a very unique background, uh, you know, who was a practicing dentist and now you are a product owner, a product and growth leader, which is fantastic. So would you mind, let's get started with that as something that audience can try to understand. So why did you make this shift from a practicing dentist to a product and a growth leader at teledentistry.com? And you can also tell us about, you know, what teledentistry.com does. Okay, great. Uh, so how did I did this uh, shift from a clinical, uh, a clinician that was just in a, in a cabin doing uh, like regular patient treatment from there to here, where all uh, my days spent uh, over here is about tech. It is about uh, patients and it is about like, you know, uh, the aspect that I was not aware of when I was in clinic. The only thing that we knew was like, you know, drill a tooth, you put the filling. Right now, it's everything but not that. So the shift uh, in itself, I guess, if I look at the positive uh, side of it, the shift was because I wanted to create a bigger impact. Uh, in, a, in a clinical setup, the number of patients or the number of people that you can uh, impact directly is uh, confined to a certain number. You cannot do more than that. That's not humanly uh, possible. But with uh, tech, you can impact a larger number of audience. So I went from uh, 20 patients a day, uh, that was the max that I could uh, do in a single uh, uh, time frame. From there, I went to right now with Teledentistry. We are uh, covering almost 100 million lives. So I am directly, indirectly responsible for these people' uh, emergency needs. So that is some that is huge. Like you know, you cannot get that kind of number uh, uh, change from anything else. You cannot do. You cannot be able to impact even hundred uh, uh, lives from a clinical setup in a day. So that was one the positive impact. Uh, the second is uh, one of the reasons that I would really want to share is uh, a lot of people don't take into considerations that uh, there might be something in the doctor or the practicing person's life uh, that is uh, withholding them from practicing. One for me was uh, my physical injury. I had an injury because of which, just imagine uh, a dental surgeon has a, 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 like, you know, a, a physical problem. Now, how are they going to op operate? How are they going to work on a patient? Uh, and that uh, time frame where I was not with patients, not doing anything, I was not able to practice, I realized that 
okay, if something happens to my hand and I'm, I cannot do anything else from here, uh, it's just end of what uh, knowledge I carry. It is end of all the practice that I've done uh, or the, uh, like, you know, the fees that I've paid, everything for that, uh, everything gone in front of you. And I was not uh, sure how long will the recovery period take. Uh, so that was where I was like, okay, uh, maybe I can find different ways of uh, one helping people because I I knew that I wanted to help people. That was one, how I can help people. And second was like, how I can stay relevant in the world. Uh, so that is how uh, this kind of shift happened. From there, I, I enjoyed this side of uh, the world where tech is being discussed, where AI and everything is just changing. In dentistry, you can do the same uh, root canal 25 years and uh, it'll still be relevant. But over here, if you're talking about a certain uh, feature and if you're too late to launch it, you're gone. done. So... From a uh, from a very slow background to coming uh, a very fast paced world, that was amazing. Uh, now coming for our audience, if you can explain what really tele dentistry does, although the name uh, pretty much is self explanatory, but if you want to explain a little bit more, like what does your company do? Definitely. So tele dentistry uh, is a virtual dental care. Uh, it's a virtual emergency care. So uh, the dental pain that we experience or our patients experience, it doesn't see uh, normal office hours. It is going to come at any time and it will not care whether you're traveling or whether with your, you're with someone or you're any of that. Uh, so you need sometimes an emergency care within minutes that is accessible to you. So that is what a tele dentistry we do. We give 24-7 availability. We give emergency dental care. Right in, uh, like, you know, if you have your phone, if you have a uh, uh, connection, that's it. You don't need anything else. We are there to help you. And within a few minutes, we are able to, like, verify your insurance, do everything that is required, and just get you to connect with the dentist. All of this within five minutes and within 10 minutes, you have a solution for your problem. And that is what we need uh, with a dental pain. Uh, notorious and uh, really bad for people who have experienced uh, the dental pain. They uh, they know that how important it is to get an emergency uh, help over there. So how does it work? Like, I understand, you know, I've had a lot of telemedicine myself, meaning um, if I don't want to drive 30 miles to my PCP in Rowlett, then I would just set up a virtual consultation with him where he would ask me some questions and then give me any prescription or if needed, then he'll call me to the next appointment and do it in person. But how does it work in like in dentistry? Because isn't it all about like looking inside your mouth and then, you know, drilling hole, like you said, or doing something to relieve the pain? How does a virtual consultation help in dentistry? Correct. So uh, in a virtual consult, uh, whenever you're, uh, if you have done a, a dental checkup or anything, they don't uh, give you uh, or they don't start treating you mostly in the first sitting itself. Uh, they will prescribe you some medication. And even uh, in a dental pain, if the pain is unmanageable, you cannot really operate. You have to give them med medication to bring it down so that the patient can be operated. So that is what we do. Uh, the main focus over here is not that whether we'll be able to deal uh, like this. Definitely not. We'll not be able to do. But can we take care of the step one of the patient? So we're giving them medication. We're telling them there are a lot of times where only medication or only a sort of like, you know, patient education is enough for treating the patient. Those are the cases where we come in. But in major cases, what we do is we are basically avoiding their 
emergency room visits so that we are giving them the medication and later after the medication has subsided their pain they have enough time to go back to the clinic and get whatever help is needed so we are uh, uh, basically uh, addressing or helping people one who cannot reach to a clinic or two uh, uh, who are uh, basically going into clinic just to get their medication makes sense no and i love it i think that's um using the resources definitely more efficiently and uh of course uh, like you said people who are in remote areas and suddenly something comes up then they at least want to get the diagnostics done properly and that can be done do you do you also have any basic tools like uh if you wanted to really look inside someone's mouth as a dentist and this is just me being curious and tell me if that's not available but or do you see this in future like there may be a bluetooth enabled camera that someone could put in their mouth and yes. you know has some sort of like lights as well and the dentist could really do a, a you know good job of diagnosing okay well this is a cavity or this is you know some deposits correct uh so in future yes currently i mean uh, you though there are devices like these that exist it's just that it's not uh, readily available and of course you and me people like us who would have really an issue we would not keep that particular thing with us but there are patients that require this for uh, continuous monitoring so continuous monitoring is a very good uh, thing that is coming in uh, dentistry and healthcare uh, very recently it was not there previously you just had to go back to a uh, uh, doctor and used to give your uh, each and every uh, vital uh, to them but now what is happening is you can just digitally they can monitor you you're uh, saving a lot of time you're saving a lot of money in that sense so if a patient is going for a longer treatment so maybe if a person is going for an ortho treatment or is they're going for a perio treatment uh they can be uh, these kind of devices are very cheap to uh, get you can get that and then constantly be in touch with your dentist and they can monitor if the whole treatment is going the post op care is uh, taken care of so that is something that i can see happening in future as we're talking about 2024 and 25 i i can see that a lot of these uh, uh technologies are uh, coming into picture but right now very few of them patients have it but very few of them have how we do right now is as like you know we are doing right now we can uh, as a patient to show uh, we'll be able to like you know guide them to uh, uh, give us a proper location and we can see it over there most of these problems they arise and they uh, the pain starts when it is like you know visible there are some cases where the pain uh, the uh, problem is not visible but we uh, as a trained dentist are very much well aware of what is happening of course when you come to a proper diagnosis you can only give diagnosis when you have like supporting x-rays and stuff like that we have a lot of those things uh, as well uh but for now uh, when you're giving that particular patient a medication that is very much possible with telemedicine got it okay wonderful so what is the market that you serve at teledentistry.com is it all over the globe just the us or uh, very focused in us market uh that is what uh, we are doing currently because over here itself there are so many patients that don't have that access uh they don't like you know they're not privileged enough to stay in our locality where they are like you know easily accessible to a dentist uh, uh if we think about patients like patients who are at high risk uh someone who has immunosuppression uh, uh, someone on immunosuppressants patients who are uh having some or the other issue because of which they cannot walk to clinic so that population in itself is such huge 
that if we can uh, like you know you can take a smaller uh, audience and be and deliver a 100% result that is still better than being available everywhere but not being able to help them so we are in us market uh, yeah but super interesting and thank you for for sharing some of those insights how your organization is revolutionizing the healthcare industry using technology or um, ai okay uh, so we'll uh, we'll start by discussing how teledentistry is different than a uh, normal brick and mortar store. How we are accessible to people. Uh, firstly, I guess uh, the biggest like uh, understanding of this how important teledentistry, telemedicine is, came uh, into existence during uh, COVID. Like suddenly, you cannot step out of your house, and the pain is not going to wait because it's covid outside you you have to do something about it and especially patient uh, or people who are staying at home munching and like you know all the not very nice habits that they are following uh they're having dental issues now what what to do your normal uh, clinic is not uh ready right now to have that kind of virtual consultation set up uh, they are also in themselves figuring out how to get this done and all of those things so uh and you can only have like a, a certain number of patients in the clinic. You cannot you cannot go more than that. So that is where everybody got uh, like you know uh, they were introduced to the idea of telemedicine and teledentistry. So that is what uh, we are doing. We are uh, uh, very much prepared for any of the issues. Of course, we don't want any of it ever again. But definitely, being prepared for these kind of crises it's very important. Second is uh, we are avoiding ER visits. Uh, we can uh, kind of like you know avoid patients uh, uh, going to ER and like uh, waiting for a long time or uh, being uh, uh, like in an undue visit uh, when that can be saved for uh, some really serious issues. So that is something that we're doing, we're avoiding uh, so that the patient is at least on medication, uh, can go back to a normal dentist and normal clinic and kind of get the treatment done. Uh, then the other thing is uh, with teledentistry, we are able to be available at all times. As I told you, like, you know, dental pain can happen at all at, at any time, especially it's a nocturnal pain where it happens when you lie down. So when do you lie down? Uh, these days, uh, given the economy, you only lie down after, uh, like, you know, uh, everything is shut outside. So then what to do at that point of time? Uh, so that is how we are uh, readily available. Not just uh, we are available for emergencies, we are also available for stuff like, you know, your regular routine checkup, your uh, uh, simple consultation. If you want to ask about something, that is a lot of times people need to have that kind of conversation uh, with the dentist. That is something that is possible with telemedicine, teledentistry. That is what we are doing. Um, uh, your uh, other question was about AI. Uh, AI has changed everything, everything that... Uh, so I'll tell you, uh, I mean, a uh, few months back, a year back, ChatGPT, what's, what's ChatGPT like? Sound interesting. Uh, we never thought it becoming such an integral part of our life. Right now, uh, it's something uh, that we, everybody is using in their day-to-day life. With us, uh, uh, how is AI helping? AI, help, uh, AI is helping us to kind of keep that kind of record. Uh, you have to understand where, uh, like, you know, if uh, in a certain region, the the requirement of uh, telemedicine, teleindustry is more. Uh, then you kind of like, you know, improve uh, the uh, numbers over there. So then AI gives you an idea uh, to filter 
uh, based on region, location, uh, problems, timings, everything. You can be better optimized for what is coming in. Got it. So like demand forecasting. And I hear this a lot across various industries. We are also helping uh, a customer where they hire a lot of technicians to go work on HVAC. So they would they benefit a lot from us uh, forecasting how many calls are they going to get. So similarly, if you knew that you know around this season, because we married the data, the their historic data with uh, weather data as well. So they have a forecast that, okay, they're going to get approximately these many calls. So they keep their technicians ready. And it's similar for you to also have that many dentists, you know, on um, availability for uh, if you know what kind of a demand you could be getting and from what regions, what time zones. So that's that's super interesting. Okay. So demand forecasting, anything else that AI right now is helping with? Okay. AI is all. So helping with uh, understanding, uh, like you know, uh, the the disease process in itself. So you can segregate high risk patients. You can know that okay, this has happened in, uh, like you know, if you understand the nature of the uh, disease happening, you can kind of uh, uh, foresee something happening. So, so you can focus based on the symptoms. Yeah. Uh, use AI and predict what might be the challenge. Absolutely. Now I so that is. Like, and, and that's, that's like, you know, if, uh, I'll tell you a very basic idea. I can, as a dentist, avoid a lot that is uh, happening with respect to their teeth with my family. But I cannot be everywhere. That is where AI is there. Like, you know, AI can help a lot of people in terms of understanding. They might not know, like, you know, there is sensitivity. They might not know what they have to do. But we know that if there is sensitivity, if there is something like this, if the case is progressing, how do we need to address that? So anything in dentistry or in any of those uh, core specialities as well, if you address a little early, you are one, saving a lot of money. And second, you are also saving the patient a lot, lot of uh, uh, problems later in life. Got it, so, got it. So no, these are great examples. Now, what about the scare that a lot of industries have about AI taking everyone's jobs away? I know that I, may just, that may just be, uh, you know, for the marketing folks or the content writers or the creators for now. But what about that impact in the healthcare industry or, um, you know, specifically in the dentistry? Okay, so the moment you said scare, I was like, huh, okay. Now, this the scare that we are talking about, AI is, of course, scary. Uh, the accuracy that it is, like, you know, coming to, uh, coming from uh, ChatGPT 3.5 to 4, I mean, you can create your GPTs, you can create uh, a person to handle your marketing, you can create a person to handle your uh, other aspects of it. So, uh, definitely the scare is there, but I'll tell you very honestly, uh, being, I have done my uh, MBA and uh, my uh, core topic was AI in healthcare. So I can give you a little bit of idea of that. Uh, should people from healthcare be scared that AI will take over their jobs? Definitely no. So they be scared that AI uh, is going to be indirectly responsible for uh, their uh, like you know uh, job scarcity. Yes. How? Because they will be replaced by people who know AI. They'll not be replaced by AI itself. They will be replaced by people who know how to utilize AI to the max. Today, I can do something and somebody else can also do this. If I can do it in less time, 
I will replace that person. If that person is able to do that same task, because time is money in this in this time and uh, day and age. Uh, if you are able to utilize AI to reduce, uh, like you know, human effort, AI is not just reducing the time taken; it is also eliminating the human error. Yes, absolutely. So, uh, so I guess then the advice for younger people or even you know older people could be to always stay up to date and embrace the changes and the technology and be in the know and read about it i guess is that is yeah, that a definitely. definitely read about it reach out to people like you know people like me and uh, there are a lot of people who are just crazy about ai and we want to talk about ai we want the world to actually know because i think we can only collectively develop it is not a competition where like you know i need and know ai and that person does you know it is if we all know how much more uh, we can do because right now there is a very big population that is not being helped because the number of dentists or because the number of doctors over those people are less can we reduce the human effort and as i am talking about i don't want to be confined to 20 people but i want to be a, uh, like you know responsible for a bigger number of people's lives so that is what with ai you are able to do that and we all have room we all have like you know if we all today get uh, into the ai and uh, we kind of are able to uh, help more and more people it's not going to be like the job is going to be done you still need more and more people coming in makes sense makes sense okay well shifting gears now towards you know some challenges that uh, ai can present or just generally uh, in the healthcare industry like what significant challenges have you faced in the healthcare industry okay so significant challenges in healthcare uh since we're talking about ai and data i'll tell you previous to the ai revolution previous to being able to have that access to that kind of uh, resources it was very difficult for someone to uh, see a patient without any data with respect to the patient's case with respect to any new practicing dentist i mean everybody starts somewhere you cannot like you know you can read everything about a certain uh, disease you can read everything about a certain problem but you cannot really experience it so the experience and the judgments that you kind of form it takes some time and you you cannot be perfect right out outside the college so uh it the challenges that we faced was lack of experience uh lack of uh, access to the patient's entire record not a lot of people are able to carry the records with themselves uh i am talking about uh, a time and i belong from a place where uh, uh like you know patients will bring in Uh, a very small paper with them that you know this is what was done last time i have no idea what was done before them and they will expect that some doctor i told that person that i had diabetes now this person should remember and they should kind of like you know keep reminding everybody who is coming in their place that is not how things work even if the patient has told me i might forget uh, and if i don't have a written record that is going to be very challenging so being uh able to access that data was the biggest problem that biggest challenge that i faced but now we have emrs we have uh digital records that is why digitalization is so important we have those records it that records are not going to forget your computer is not going to forget if you are putting it in the cloud it's not forgetting uh so that so is already there and and i see that it is of course you know the digitization is everywhere but what new advancements are you looking forward to what is not there right now that you anticipate could be in 24 25 or maybe even beyond what's missing 
Okay, what's missing? Uh, okay. Uh, imagine a scenario of uh, you uh, 20 years from now, you're sitting in a in a place uh, and you suddenly have a certain, uh, like, you know, emergency, a health emergency. And AI is able to help you uh, get to your hospital. AI is able to help you with your uh, insurance uh, claims. AI is able to help you uh, kind of give you that kind of uh, emergency medication while you are on the way. This is how we are uh, right now. This is how you compare uh, your uh, like you know your normal course that it is taking. But now imagine the course that we want. We from healthcare uh, background, we actually want the route to be. You should never be uh, facing a healthcare emergency. So we are shifting from disease care to healthcare, but the shift has still not happened entirely. We are still very much disease focused. And that is where, like, you know, uh, I would say that this is the kind of change that we are really hoping for to happen. Because the way everything is going, it's just avoiding when the issue actually arises. Well, great. Well, what role do you think startups and innovative companies play in shaping the future of healthcare technology or in dentistry? And are there any, like, notable success stories or examples of, um, you know, that you would like to share here? Okay. Uh, so startups, if you see uh, uh, right now, uh, a lot of healthcare startups are focusing on their niche. They're focusing on one thing uh, at a time. It's not like, you know, you're trying to solve everything at all times. You're just figuring out a kind of audience that you would want to solve for. And you're being very hyper-focused on that. And you're doing everything that is required for that audience. So how we are doing it at a dentistry, we're, we're not saying that we need patients who are going for root canal. We don't need patients who are going for implant. We right now need the patients or we are trying to only help the kind of patients that are coming in with an emergency, that are coming with, uh, with an emergency where they're not able to access very hyper-focused that patients who need care but not able to get that, get that care in time is what we are solving for. These uh, startups are actually being very specific of what problem are they solving because today bigger problems are solved. Like, you know, right now uh, we are not... Uh, uh, in that space where you have to solve for livelihood, for food and stuff. Of course, I mean, I'm not saying that that's not uh, an issue, but as a country, that's not something like, you know, you have to only fight about food. It's not uh, like, you know, 100 years uh, in past. Right now, we have a lot of things scared, but these are the nuances and the new focuses that we need to uh, take into consideration. That is what is happening. How old is teledentistry.com? Is it also a startup? Uh, it is a startup. Uh, so basically, we just started like, you know, with our, our functions just before COVID. I mean, COVID happened and we were like, okay, well, what's happening? Like, you know, COVID was uh, something that made us uh, mature uh, a lot earlier than we would have matured uh, generally. Like, you would have taken one step at a time. It was like... Uh, in uh, in a in a space where in 2018-19 are just figuring out how things are going to turn out and then suddenly you're like okay no patient can go in the clinic every patient is going to come to you and and uh, we were not like you know of course we were ready but we were not mentally ready that okay this is going to be the change that we're going to see but we're glad that we were there when uh, it was most required got it no the timing was perfect i'm glad that the teledentistry founders started something beforehand. It's kind of like even Zoom, right? Zoom was very popular, but after the pandemic or during the pandemic, it was the backbone 
of all meetings and they had to put together a lot of the infrastructure and uh, a lot of different features to enable that large of a user base. So I think something similar uh, happened and you you were just you just skyrocketed during that that period. Uh, very interesting. Well, um, finally, what exciting developments and trends in 2024 do you foresee um, in the future of healthcare technology? And how do you think that will shape the industry in the coming year? Okay, so I can see a lot happening with healthcare. Uh, of course, 2023 was a great year. Uh, in tech, in healthcare, in everything for that matter. But I can see how 2024 is going to uh, just uh, back on that. I mean, when you talk about 2023, it was going from zero to one with uh, AI, with so much happening. Now is the time when it goes from one to ten. This is then the real, like, you know, uh, colors of everything. Because even when you're talking about ChatGPT and all of that, and we're saying it's a big part of us, uh, our life, it is a big part of a very small uh, population. It's uh, it's not uh, reaching to the people who it is actually going to help uh, uh, for uh, to solve a lot of bigger problems. So that is where I can see. Now the seeds have been sown. Now you can see the benefits coming in. Uh, it will reach to bigger audience. It will reach to... Uh, uh, the audience that it actually should be uh, catering to. So that is what I can see in 2024 happening. Uh, I can also see uh, people finally understanding and making those sort of calculations. Okay, what they want from healthcare, what they because right now uh, when I'm talking about uh, teledentistry, uh, a patient would still like you know there are some patients that are like okay I still would want to go and see uh, the uh, physical like you know in person appointment, but uh, when it comes to uh, them uh, doing the math and they're like okay maybe. This is something that is run cheaper. This is something that is uh, saving my time. This is something that is uh, like, you know, uh, saving me that hassle. Why not? I do one consultation here. I have the uh, solution in hand. And then I go when I'm actually required to see the doctor. The uh, people really understanding uh, that it is not we versus uh, brick and mortar. It is we and brick and mortar together helping uh, the patients. So that is where the understanding... That mindset thing to expect yes. uh, in 2024. Got it. Got it. Well, very, very interesting. Awesome. Thank you so much, uh, Dr. Mamta Kodwani. I appreciate your time. We had a really wonderful conversation and it was a um, lot of learning. Thank you for sharing your thoughts with the community. And uh, I'm looking forward to having many more conversations with you and staying in touch. And um, thank you for your time for this podcast. Thank you. It was lovely. I I don't remember how the time went. Like we just started, I, I thought. And no. yeah, we are here. Okay. It was super fun. It was amazing. I am, uh, of course, uh, like, you know, uh, waiting to have this conversation more with you and figure out what we have in future for us. Awesome. Well, fantastic. Thank you so much for being a part of the Thank community you. and looking forward to discussing uh, more soon. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Happy. Bye-bye.